Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for November 13th, 2022, the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost, proper 28 in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And everybody who is listening, Bruce, wants to know how you're doing. I'm doing fine. Good. It's fine. I'm fine. It's what it is. All seriousness, um, had a great Sunday this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah baptism of little baby Sloan. Yeah, we had a, a wonderful baptism. It was great to see. Uh, always always a, a, a neat experience, I think, of, of the reading of the names as well. Yep. Um, For All Saints Day. Yep. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. It was quite enjoyable. Um, it was inspiring. Inspiring? Yeah. There, it wasn't that, just a video game. Yeah, that, I mean... <laughs> fine <laughs> i'm messing with you but yeah it was uh it was it was very very nice uh and we're still having decent weather um uh so i'll take it i'll take it while we can get it look it's it's over 60 outside i'll take it yeah i'd rather i i honestly would prefer it being way cold shows you what kind of a person you are but that's okay yes uh, <laughs> yeah i'm not willing to say that live in a group of people only <laughs> Yeah, because everybody's going to look at you like, you're from California. What yeah. kind of weirdo are you? <laughs> a weather masochist. Slap, they'll slap me with their flip-flops. <laughs> you're one of those weird hippies, aren't you? <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> the only kind. Um, no, uh, uh, it, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of things have been going on. We, we, we finished uh, our trunk or treat event and, yeah. and, uh, and are now well into November. What do we have on the, 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 uh, the calendar for uh, church wise? What, 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 uh, what kind of items should we be promoting these days? Um, Try to play that in the future mindset mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it does come around eventually eventually for those of you who uh, are model railroaders okay november 19th is what for most indianapolis model railroaders is the opening of the season which is the danville train show on okay. saturday the 19th not surprisingly in danville <clears throat> however <laughs> there's more to life yeah, I was more referring to the church stuff. Uh, <laughs> not your spiritual experience. Uh, personally, I was... Uh... Well, we're starting our food drive for Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, cool. For needy families uh -huh. around Thanksgiving, at Thanksgiving. Um, you can look on the website for more info. We have the breakfast with Saint... Not Santa. With... Do you know? Uh, yeah, Saint Nicholas. That's right. Who's the real Santa? <laughs> <laughs> that's right so that's on december 3rd okay okay and not only will saint nicholas make an appearance and there'll be wonderful fresh made breakfast mm -hmm. but also there'll be theme for the day model trains <laughs> a little layout it comes skirt. full circle doesn't it uh well it's your wife's fault oh okay because well i mean because i'm not gonna argue our closing hymn this past sunday had us meeting saints of God on a train. That's true. They, uh, that, that, that was one of the places where you might meet them. Yeah. Or at tea. Are we going to do a tea event then as well? Actually, I might this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> tea for two, though. Now, and uh, you're not the second. There you go. There you go. Now, this podcast will be coming out uh, uh, late to promote 
uh, this uh, specific event, but uh, uh, as we're recording this on uh, November 6th, uh, there, there's a there, there's a thing going on tonight, and the only reason why I bring it up, number one, by the time you're listening to this, smashing success, yes, guaranteed, yeah. Uh, but number two, uh, it's a I think it's something that we're going to try to do uh, monthly. The so first Sundays every month. So you will have missed this potentially, uh, but uh, we we have we have a thing at like seven o'clock on 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 uh, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that uh, because that'll be coming <laughs> back around in three weeks. Yeah. It's, um, what? No. <laughs> um, it'll be Sunday, December 4th. So the uh-huh. day after the St. Nicholas breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it is prayer at 33 and a third music and meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did promote it a little last week. So, yeah. uh, uh, if you missed it, uh, that's cause you didn't listen to us. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it, was a good one. Yes, it was. <laughs> I liked was... it when it made the no, the songs that it that it did. Well, <laughs> you can't beat John Coltrane. No, you can't for beat Coltrane. Spiritual jazz for so. sure, for sure. But yeah, it's a thirty-three to third, so it's the the, the record speed, right? Isn't that yeah? The, the that's record the LP record speed. And yeah. I have to admit, I don't know yet what is December's album. Okay, uh, but yeah. We should know by next week. Yeah. Uh, uh, I did, next week's podcast. I, I can tell you, as we're recording this, we did uh, 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 do kind of like a, a run through, making sure that the sound and everything Good. worked. And, and uh, yeah, it was kind of fun to hear the little pops and the and the mm-hmm. and, and the uh, the squeaks from the uh, from the radio, uh, the record uh, over the speaker system. It was and it was a, it was some good music going on. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm really. So if you looking uh, forward to what I experienced, yes, yes, I'm really looking forward to that thing that I experienced uh, a while back. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be an ongoing thing. Uh, uh, thanks to Joel for doing for putting that on. Big thanks, yeah. Um, and with that, let's let's uh let's talk about the uh, instead of the future, let's talk about the past. Let's talk about this day in church history. What is in that wayback machine? Here we go, Sherman. Here we go, Sherman. <laughs> trying to remember the kid's name you did well (laughs) ah come on mr peabody (laughs) um so uh our first event here is uh 387 we see the death of uh monica prayerful mother of augustine of hippo Mm -hmm. um uh, i find it fascinating i I mean not fascinating that she gets an entry she gets an entry entry that's that's uh, very appropriate very appropriate it's just fascinating that that's all it says. Like the, really? The, prayer for, the prayerful mother of Augustine of Hippo. That's all this thing says. That is a disgrace. It, it is. It is. Is it not? It's. Oh, oh! it also mentions that it happened in Ostia, Italy. I left that out. <laughs> so a nice round entry there. for. <laughs> and and uh, what's more, not, not that I'm here to criticize, uh, but uh, it, the, the authority for the date comes from Christian women in in the patristic world and patristic patristic world and that's as yeah. far as it goes like <laughs> that's, uh, that's all gregory of hippo was willing to say <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah she was born next she died uh so um but in all seriousness well some seriousness yeah she was quite a christian leader in her own right uh-huh. and yeah she's remembered primarily for her um, raising her son who rejected her Christianity until he was an adult. 
Mm-hmm. But which is a very common story. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If any, yeah, he was ahead of his. Augustine was ahead of his time, perhaps that way. But yeah, she was one of the uh, people who really helped form the Christian community that would eventually um, help convert Augustine and her own prayers for his conversion, backed up by encouragement, action, nagging, all the motherly skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she was an amazing woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a shame that it uh, didn't didn't give a little bit more info on that. So, yeah. um, six nineteen. And she's a saint in the Episcopal Council. She is a saint. Okay, okay. Uh, six nineteen. Opening of the Second Council of Seville, the largest ever held in Spain. Among its many decisions was what, a ruling. What, what year? Six nineteen. Okay, thank you. Uh, among its many decisions was a ruling that baptism only required a single dipping. And that hymns by authors such as Ambrose, uh, with texts not directly taken from scripture, uh, are allowed in church services. See, and up up in this, up until this point, we were Christians were still in the default that we talked about many times this uh, liturgical year, that the what was appropriate to sing were psalms mm-hmm. and other pieces of scripture. Yeah. So they're, they're still work, working out of the synagogue style. Yeah, this is this is their uh, 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 version of our uh, Coltrane night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that, that was the, uh, the the second Council of Seville uh, opened up uh, on the on November thirteenth in six nineteen uh, eight sixty seven. We see the death of Pope Nicholas the first uh, Pope Pope Nicholas the first the Great. Yeah, that that is interesting. Uh, who had been a strong proponent for Roman primacy in the Church. Um, what year was that? Eight sixty seven. Okay, so the Roman Empire was long gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he had an uphill battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thirteen uh, seventeen. Picturing the church heckling. There. <laughs> yeah. How those Voskovs treating you? How those vandals? <laughs> Why should we come to your church? That's uh, funny. <laughs> well, because I'm the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 1317, uh, this is noted that this is the probable date uh, uh, for the death of Yabala III, originally known as Robin Marcos uh, from Beijing, who traveled west, west with Bar Salma and became a patriarch of the East Syrian Church. I left that one in because we don't get into Chinese Christianity too terribly much. But it didn't uh, sound like he was ethnically Chinese. I'm just but, telling you the, 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 the authority for the date comes from the uh, Biography Dictionary of Chinese Christianity. Well, so. I'm not saying he wasn't in China. I'm just saying it sounds like he was of an Orthodox, um, a, a Middle yeah. Eastern Orthodox community yeah, in I, China, presumably doing missionary work. Uh, that's true, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just no, that's okay. in a contrary mood. And that's all, that's, it's, it's a, it's, for this podcast, perfect uh, that's mindset. That's true. Perfect mindset. <laughs> Uh, 1606. Let me troll that guy. <laughs> I don't care how long he's been dead. 1606, Johann Gerhard, who will become perhaps the most influential 17th century Lutheran the- uh, theologian, takes his doctorate of theology at the University of Jena. Um, so uh, interesting that we have dates like this, honestly. Uh, uh, <laughs> really, we, we, we notated what on what day he went for he took his doctorate. Okay. So Interesting. <laughs> uh, 1644, 
which is very early on, but Massachusetts passes a law against Baptists, calling them, quote-unquote, troublers of the church. Yes. Uh, and subjecting them to banishment. 1644. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's that old thing of, uh, you know, the mythology in, in America is that you know, the pilgrims were seeking religious freedom only for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Not for <laughs> anyone Not for else. anybody else. <laughs> so, yes. The religious freedom. No, no, shut up. You you shut up. No, yeah. <laughs> just, me. They asked, just me. Yeah, I mean, they, they really would never have phrased it that way. It would have been freedom for us to worship as right, God right. is telling us and everyone else to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you don't Yeah, really, really more uh, of the establishment of a separate church state uh, yeah. was, was uh, the, the mindset right. of, a, of a number of, uh, of folks. Which um, we can't blame him about because at that point in Europe, that was the only model for sure. a Christian institution was to be associated with the political power. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, being able to dream for uh, of of full religious freedom wasn't really within the mindset. It was just like, well, it was terrible over there. So, I mean, we just want something different, something separate. And well, you're, who, you're who doesn't upset. who doesn't then put themselves on top of that? I was going to say you're <laughs> on top of that a friendlier. <laughs> it really was. Since everyone else is going to hell, why should we hang out with them now? <laughs> Ah, fun. Uh, 1874, we see the death of Edward Mote, an English cabinet maker. I'm not sure why they put that in there. And hymn writer. Hymn writer. That's the reason why he's on this list. Uh, he penned the lines to the hymn, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. Um, the 1884 death of Prince Awusu Ansa, who had worked as a Methodist evangelist in Ghana for many years. He had become a Christian while being held hostage by the British. Um, 1884. British have a long, long yeah. storied history there. Um, and where was he? Uh, so in Ghana. Oh, okay. So part of the African struggles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, 1907, uh, death of Francis Thompson, the English poet who wrote The Hound of Heaven. Uh, showing how God in grace pursued him after he had wrecked his life with opium addiction. It's a long-term problem. Yep. Uh, 1913, I found this one interesting. Lenin writes uh, to Maxim Gorky, quote, Every religious idea, every idea of God, even flirting with the idea of God, is unutterable vileness. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. Thanks, Lennon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 19... wonder, wonder how he feels about that now. <laughs> and uh, 1938, Pope Pius XI beautifies, or, or, or beautifies uh, uh, Francis Xavier Cabrini, founder of the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart, placing her on a track to become the first American citizen to be canonized as a saint. Italian-born, she had gone to America to aid Italian immigrants. So she was a good person. Yeah, sure was. So she would have her, her uh, she might have her saints day on uh, as well on, on this day. Maybe not. Usually it's the day, day of death. Yeah. Um, so maybe not. Um, that, but might be the day, might, 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 might be the date that the, the Pope uh, uh, brings some attention to you for the first time. So. Well, actually, yeah, I could. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but either way, uh, we, we acknowledge that on November 13th. And let's uh, let's move on to our uh, our readings for the day. Yes. 
Our first reading uh, uh, is our, uh, equivalent, our lectionary equivalent of And Jesus Wept, uh, <laughs> uh, coming from the book of Malachi, uh, chapter 4, verses 1 to 2a. So, very short. Uh, God bless whichever reader gets this uh, reading. Well, today we had a really short... This past Sunday, we had a really short one from Job, and Joel did a wonderful job of reading about as slowly as you could. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I'll do that too, uh, less you know, God forbid our, our podcast be too short. Um, so uh, Malachi chapter 4, verse 1 through 2a. See, the day is coming, burning like an oven. This guy's great. Uh, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing on its wings. Um, yeah, a little bit of a yin and yang there <laughs> from uh, Malachi. Uh, let, let's let's talk Malachi. What is uh what what's the prophet Malachi about? Uh, we don't we don't get into Malachi too terribly. No, I mean it's a just seeing how long it is. It's very short. Yeah, this is the last chapter, so it's a four chapter book. Okay. Um, is it all uh, burned in the oven like stubble kind of uh, kind of talk? Is he like angry uh, Amos? He kinda is. Uh, <laughs> um. Am well, it's hard to say because Amos is just so personal, mm. whereas Malachi is more <laughs> global. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, the but no, the whole thing is not like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, What's uh is is he railing against anything in particular, or is this just general uh, departure from God and and the preferred practices? Kind of a, the second. This, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're just generally all bad and all going to die in a fire. Uh, is... Well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, a little bit more nuanced. More nuanced. Um, it's a it's a it's set up as a back and forth between God and the people. Okay, so this is more of a, a four chapter conversation. Kind of. It would be unless I say that probably. Uh, a modern reader wouldn't realize it, mm, but okay. in the ancient um, literary form, the reader's going, oh, yeah, okay, this is a conversation going on. Um, and obviously there's, we have from this one and a half verses, um, the concern about the day of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Malachi's fairly late in its composition not as late as some of the stuff. Um, and it has that development that actually gets played, well, not surprisingly, gets played out in the next section of Holy Writings, which we now call the New Testament. Mm -hmm. um, Malachi probably is not meant to be a proper name because in Hebrew it means my messenger. Oh, okay. Okay. But in Christianity, because particularly people like the pilgrims didn't trust the New Testament because it was too full of love, they tended to name their children after Old Testament figures. So that's 
really when it entered into uh, popular culture as an appropriate name for a human. Hmm. But it would be it would be like calling someone you know, um, Uber, you know, <laughs> okay, or, or taxi cab or something. I like, gotcha. It's it means messenger, and it's not spoke. It's not like, oh, you're my little angel. Symbolic. It really is just a practical term. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I looked it up real quick. I'll give you the I'll give you the Google uh, search results here for the Book of Malachi, which is kind of scary, but please do. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, uh, the Book of Malachi is the last book of the Nevim, uh, which is contained in the Tanakh, uh, canonically the last of the twelve minor prophets in the Christian ordering. As you were saying, the grouping of the prophetic books is the last section of the Old Testament, making Malachi the last book before the New Testament. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be more interesting than that. <laughs> no, that's it. No, no, that's it. Uh, but yeah, uh, last last book in the Navim, um, which which is the book of the prophets. Right, 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 right. The Hebrew term for it. Um, so in in his um, okay. See, for instance, what I thought you might be getting ready to read. Oh, okay. Is, is something. So, in other words, the 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 in between the lines there was a more interesting thing to have said would, would have been be, yes. <laughs> Heck, maybe we should edit that uh, entry. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it later. Yeah. No, no, edit the Wikipedia entry to make it more interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the right before Malachi in the Bible is Zechariah which is 14 chapters long, mm -hmm. carries similar themes. And there's a very strong possibility that Malachi was originally the ending to Zechariah. Oh, that's interesting. And when the editors of what became the Hebrew Bible were collecting the prophets, they said, you know, 12 is the holy number, not 11. Mm. We need a 12th book. And so they just cut off the end That's of an interesting idea. Um, Zechariah, and here and the reason it has a non-name name is because it didn't have an author separate from Zechariah. Huh. And you can't have two Zacharias. <clears throat> right, right, right. So instead, no, that's a New Testament. Malachi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, that that is that's an interesting idea. Um, um, because the, the formation of the Hebrew scriptures was the formation itself was full of symbolism in a way that the New Testament formation's not. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, is, we is, got we gotta have twelve prophets for the twelve tribes of Israel for that holy number, yada yada yada. So is there is there a lot of like uh, literary um, markers that kind of back up that theory yeah. to, like the, the the style of writings right. very, very similar? Style of writing, similar themes are similar. And and frankly, the way that um, <clears throat> Malachi is just so short. Yeah. Uh, uh, Google also says that, and I'm I'm not familiar with this term. One of the targums, T A R G U M S, um, identifies Ezra as a possible author of Malachi. Yeah, that is a possibility. So I'm not sure who what the targums are. So I'm not I'm sure. Blanking. What, I'm not sure what the source if, of that is, theory is. Is it in a different color? Can you click <laughs> nope. on it? Okay. Uh, here, uh, web search targums. 
An ancient, Boy, that's the best part of a podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, an ancient Aramaic paraphrase or interpretation of the Hebrew Bible uh, of a type made from about the first century AD when Hebrew was declining as a spoken language. That doesn't really tell me much. Okay. Uh, so one of the other interpretations. So I, it sounds like maybe one of the versions uh, uh, of the writings perhaps uh, uh, indicated that yeah. Ezra might have been that. All right. Or, yeah. So so in, in, in that regard, then Malachi doesn't – that makes sense as to why Malachi doesn't really necessarily have a um, like, oh, you know, the theme of Malachi right. is very inherently uh, the, the author was concerned with this aspect. It is like, yeah, it kind of shares a little bit more of a little this general little generalness, because if, if, if you're especially when you're writing, uh, uh, if you're writing down a, 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 a written argument, uh by the time you get if, in your theory, if it's the the tail end of uh, Zechariah, uh, then once you're really into your argument, you get a very general, you know, a little bit more general. You're like, here, let me get the, you know, let me let me give you my 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 point up front, the main thing that mm -hmm. I want to talk about, and then we get a little bit more broad and wide, and 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 kind of like help some, but it's actually to use your analogy, it's more here's. Here's the concluding argument. Hmm. And, gotcha. And where you where you're taking all these things yeah. and bringing them back in together in, together into the into the uh, yeah. main point. And and that you know, essentially, if the reader goes right from the end of Zechariah to Malachi, they would not notice much of a break. Gotcha. Um, there's just a couple editorial things that happen, like. Um, the first one, chapter one of Malachi is says, uh, an oracle, the word of the Lord to Israel um, by my messenger. Mm. And then God starts to talk. Um, so, you know, that... They didn't, the, they didn't even spend a lot of transition time. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, oh, re... re uh, all right, I'm, I, I have a different version of the. I did a quick Google search and it's automatically putting me into the NIV, which is all right. But uh, I was so I was wanting to see how long you know it is as we, you pointed out uh, the closing argument then yeah and as we talked about uh, the last uh, book prior to uh, the New Testament. So if you're reading this Wait. in in the order as it's been designed for us we go straight into the story of, of Jesus. So this is this is not in the lectionary, but this is the transition that takes place. And remember, this is uh, the NIV, right? Uh, this I'm reading an NIV version. Uh, he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of their children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. <laughs> Matthew 1. Whoa! <laughs> Matthew 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah. Like, oh, wow, that's a hard turn. Well, more likely, it would have been Mark. <clears throat> oh, that's... I mean, you're... Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Modern yeah. Bible. Modern Matthew, Bible. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But... Um, yeah, Mark would have been the next one written. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. right. But either way, yeah. whether you're doing it 
Yeah, that that's a whoo. That's a. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I would imagine Jesus would be like, "Don't put me, don't put that on before me. That's not. <laughs> That's a tough act to follow." <laughs> I very much never proclaimed myself to be the harbinger of destruction. Uh, uh, so, uh, so if you look at Mark, which again would have been the next thing written down and started to be passed around, it starts the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I got you. Okay, so yeah. Ignore that Malachi guy. Wow, that was dark. Let's talk about something happy. (laughs) (laughs) Or, what do you know, it worked out. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, Um, But also, uh, I'm glad you brought up that NIV thing, because within Judaism, they're very careful not to end it with that kind of translation. Because it is a valid translation to say... Strike the land with a curse. Okay. Um, but the um, rabbis, when they were putting together the Hebrew scriptures, said, boy, that's really irreverent to God, mm-hmm. to end God's holy book with destruction or curse. So in the Hebrew, it um, ends with, I come. Oh, okay. So it's it's really sad that in too many English translations, uh, they don't honor that word order. Yeah, that is uh, that is sad. Um, uh, I was going to see here. And one of the things to and one of the things we screw up there by is that. Um, is that the it's a negative sentence it's that god is acting the way god is acting so that there will not be destruction or mm. you know slash curse gotcha yeah but, yeah yeah um you know and and yeah i'll say it i think that's part of that subtle anti-semitism that's often found in christian scriptures translations decisions yeah so uh, small decisions that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. pick up on um but well, and, and and might not be like as far as like when they're doing that version of uh, an interpretation might not be on the forethought of no no the I don't think it was it's just but yeah. if there's a presumption that unless okay within a lot of people who worked on the NIV Bible mm-hmm. there is a presumption that unless you have full immersion baptism you are not a true Christian. So certainly someone who's Jewish is not part of the Christian lineage. Right. And therefore, yeah, they'll go to hell. Yeah. So curse, destruction, that stuff, yeah. That, that's that's that, how that, that tracks. That, that, that's how that that's part how of scripture should end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I guess, I, um, I guess that makes sense. Um, and having worked with and um, been in Bible study groups and stuff with folks of that persuasion, it's mind-blowing to them that that – that that kind of translation decision is being made and that they don't realize it. Right. Yeah. Wait, it, it's like the idea is automatically being reinforced in yeah. ways that they're not aware. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just what's real. Right. Yeah. But that's what the Bible says. And like, well, yeah. Then I sit there and go, no, I don't think it does. <laughs> Let, let's look at the Hebrew. Right. It says, I come. That's the transition to Jesus. I come. 
Yeah. It's not a repudiation of the Jewish people at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I also notice uh, here in verse five, it, it's interesting that Malachi is set as as the it, in the very end of the Old Testament because verse five talks about how God's going to send the prophet Elijah. Yeah. So this this goes over here. Like, yeah. Wait, like chronologically, not in our, and not in the right place at all. Well, um, well, and that's one of the reasons why within the Christian tradition. Uh, and, and Christian scriptures, John the Baptist is closely associated with Elijah. Mm. He, John the Baptist both quotes Elijah and Isaiah and the descriptions, <clears throat> the various pieces around John the Baptist, the narrative connects them very closely with Elijah. Gotcha. Anything else about Malachi here? Um, we talked around the reading. <laughs> yeah, we did. So actually there are a couple things within the reading. Okay. One, and one of the reasons I have so much trivia is I did one of my seminary papers on Malachi. Oh, okay. And okay. I did that thing. Did you get a bad grade? Are you trying to make up for it uh, years later? Is that <laughs> No. Actually, I got an A. But um, the reason, one of the reasons I got an A is, okay, I said, I said to myself, four chapter book, that's the one to research. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I didn't think last book of the Hebrew scriptures, it's going to be packed. <laughs> so, yeah, I have in the part of my brain that will survive 18 strokes, all sorts of <laughs> trivia about Malachi. So one of the things that fascinates scholars is um, that the book uses an image of burning like an oven. Mm -hmm. And that's different than burning like a fire. And, uh, yeah it's worse well yeah because like a fire is something that that in in some instances happens naturally yeah uh burning in an oven someone put you there yeah <laughs> and it's designed designed for getting hot yeah it's, it's doing its job <laughs> uh yeah yeah and it's not sacrificial it's not purifying it's cooking <laughs> interesting yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah. Scholars just love playing with the terminology that's used there. Um, and understandably so. Okay. That's the, the last piece of Malachi you'll hear from me today. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe kind of, sort of. Yeah. Uh, good. All right. All right. Well, that was, that was a good round discussion for a book that we we'll, probably won't visit again. Right. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Uh, it's good that we get a chance to talk about it. Uh, psalm uh, for the day is Psalm 98, the full psalm. Uh, oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. <coughs> Excuse me. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. 
Um, background information about uh, Psalm 98? Uh, any idea its use in the service? Because this is... It's highly theological. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and highly theological, carefully composed. Um, so it, you know, it's, it's quite, it's almost like a professional hymn rather than a spontaneous expression that people loved and so remembered. Mm. Um, like what do you what do you mean by that? Like more more well, it, more indications that maybe this was institutionally created? Maybe not institutionally. Well, institutionally preserved certainly. Okay. Um, and yeah. Well, I guess all of them are institutionally preserved. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> I, I think I'm losing my, losing my words. Speaking of strokes, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> some some psalms, like the twenty third psalm, mm-hmm. very well known and all that. You know, people, oh, you know, that's really moving. But it's kind of hard to put your finger on what's actually happening here mm-hmm. until you know a little more and say, okay, it's a song of journey. It's going through places of danger, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> 98, it's almost all on the surface. Mm-hmm. And it's um, God winning, basically God winning out over the world and that the people praise God creation praises god mm-hmm. um it's very focused on what it's talking about who it's talking about in terms of the characters so to speak of it um in addition to god and how it's how it's supposed to be done mm-hmm. um with the lyre with um trumpets with so that's why I mean it's it's easy to pick for me to picture someone carefully composing this or a group carefully composing it mm-hmm. and you know, putting a period after equity and saying, yeah, we nailed it. Mm-hmm. Let's go perform. Interesting. Interesting. And the same kind of finish can happen with um, just faithful people working hard on a piece of music over and over, maybe through decades. So... We don't know who wrote it. <laughs> got it. But got it, got it. it has the sign of skill on it. Yeah, I, I have to admit, at first I was, I was, as I was reading it, like my thought process was like, oh, this is like the, um, whenever the king came back from a successful uh, military campaign, this psalm probably. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. You know, done marvelous things and given, given us victory over our enemies. And yeah, even though it doesn't, say enemies in here it's it's just victory victory. (laughs) so it makes me actually that does raise in my mind a a bit of a question what what word is uh used there is there any indication based on the original word as to is this spiritual victory is this you know physical uh victory is there any connotation as to like whether or not we're talking about uh uh, here in existence uh, uh, over over groups of people, or are we just talking? It's spiritual. It's a spiritual victory. Okay. Yeah, I'm just double checking uh, <clears throat> my Hebrew here, and yeah, it's the the victory is at could be translated salvation. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, then then definitely not one of the a, a psalm that is uh, 
more talking about uh, um, I think Tor is king. Yeah. How how well I, I was I was thinking about like how uh, um, um, our god is it has defeated you know these heathens gods kind of a, you know <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like uh, a, li- a little less less than you know not 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 that so much. Um, what else in here though? Let this. I I love. I love some of the, uh, I mean, you called it surface, but I, I love some of the imagery here. Uh, let the, the, let the sea roar and all that fills it, uh, which is kind of like a, a an interesting, yeah. an interesting Beautifully image. Poetic. Yeah. Because again, when you're talking about, uh, uh, victory, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't hear that from the sea. You're right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's part of the. This isn't just, yeah, this isn't just a secular thing. This is supposed to almost be pulling you towards a mystical understanding of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and consequ- and it has a lot of um, connections with Second Isaiah. Oh, okay. In, uh, in terms of imagery and vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So if, if it was composed after Second Isaiah by biblical standards it's fairly modern okay yeah yeah and where they're the the bible is very much um turning and looking in different angles and perspectives at the meaning of salvation the meaning what does it mean for god to be powerful particularly if you're if your political entity is losing everything right which Kind of is a bit of a running theme. For, yes. <laughs> for the land. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the House of Israel has it doesn't have the greatest win percentage. Right. Um, um, uh, what else about uh, this psalm, though? Um, uh, well, stands out. in um, verse 8, uh-huh. let the floods clap their hands, let the hills sing together for joy. One of the common themes of the later passages of the Hebrew scriptures is the hills themselves rejoicing, Mm. which then Jesus pulls on, um, on Palm Sunday, as we now call it, when the high priests say, calm your crowd. And Jesus replies, even the rocks would start to sing. Right. It's an allusion to this kind of imagery of all of creation praises the one true God. Yeah. Um, is is there in verse eight? Let the floods clap their hands. Are we really talking like floods are bad, right? I mean, uh, not in a desert. Not in a desert. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, think of <clears throat> easy example for most people to understand. The empire of Egypt, um, which still existed at the time this psalm would have been composed, was dependent upon the flooding of the Nile every year, right? To okay, fertilize the fields. So floods could actually be life giving. Mm-hmm. And in that time, people were less stupid than we are about where to build their homes. <laughs> so, a, yeah, so it wasn't all that common for people to suffer from a flood. Mm. Instead, it was the gift of life. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it was powerful. It was, you know, it had a force of life and death. Mm-hmm. Um, but they experienced life more often than they did death from a flood. Yeah, it is interesting. The, the the sea and the hills make noise, but the floods like create a 
create a physical noise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, almost, you know, uh, it's just the, 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 the image, the, the imagery that that creates as opposed to the auditory imagery. Uh, like I'm just imagining like, good job. Excellent. <laughs> <Yes>. Excellent. excellent. <laughs> good job. King, the Lord. Yes. <laughs> well met. Well met. <laughs> Quite entertaining. Uh, anything else? Um, the, um, yeah, the last verse, um, he, the Lord will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity, um, that verse and before that he is coming to judge the earth. Uh This is not a second coming image. It's instead, uh, image, the vocabulary used, the imagery used, it's an image of evil being vanquished. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's the, the good guys are finally winning. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Not, uh, it's not deciding who's going into hell and who's getting into heaven. That's a, that's a good point. I was, I, I actually should have asked, uh, the, the terminology there for the word judge yeah. as to, as to what is, what, what word is actually being used. Cause yeah, that, that definitely does smack of like, Oh yeah, <laughs> they're going to get their comeuppance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which really, uh, as you read, clearly not the vibe of Psalm 98. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, I'm not sure I actually asked. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to. Cause well, I mean, you basically gave the answer. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, the kind of judging is making things orderly and full of people behaving. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, whereas before the people would be selfish and just going willy nilly. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they want. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to our, uh, gospel reading for the week. Uh, Luke chapter 21, verse five through 19. We only uh, say goodbye to Luke here. Almost done. Uh, when some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first. But the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. Um... So we start here talking about the temple, 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, it is noteworthy, I think, that uh, uh, when he talks about the temple, the, the destruction of the temple, the people's reaction isn't like, oh, no, that couldn't <laughs> possibly happen. It's like, ah, oh, man, again? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we I thought like, of that way. You're is right. it is it like soon? Because I <laughs> I kind of feel like we just built this place. <laughs> um, but uh, it 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 also though is interesting to me that um, modern Christianity might be inclined to read this through the lens of like these terrible things that yeah. you have never seen before. But right. as you read this list, you go. Uh, yeah <laughs> what what's new jesus yeah in a way like it, yeah. it, a lot of this is nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom i can imagine plenty of people hearing him talk go like and <laughs> yeah we all read the old testament like it's it, it, it we know we know it happens it happens a lot actually and we're usually caught in the middle of it so thanks for reminding me there'll be great earthquakes okay yeah and <laughs> In various places, famines and plagues. Met have seen those too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about living my life, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then they're going to arrest you and persecute you. Yes. Experienced that before too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll hand you over to pr- synagogues and prisons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... So it's not one thing, it's another. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And then brought before kings and governors because of my name. Like, I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> because of your name. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, it, it, like, it's interesting to me, like, for the audience, they would, I, I, yeah. I wonder how they actually react to this because it's it really is one of those things that for these people, they're like, Look at our history. What are you, who are you talking to? You should talk to the Romans this way. Like, well, yeah, and that's part of it. Is yeah, I boy, you you hit it on the head that we as modern Christians just don't get it. That the introductory part was really more about. I know what you're going through. Yeah, we've yeah. been there. We've done that. Now. The twist, well, it's not really a twist, but it's like, how do you deal with this? You don't. You just put your faith in God Mm -hmm. and stay in the moment. Yeah, and that also kind of even seems as though, like, maybe one of the underlying uh, um, points Jesus is trying to make is, look at where we are. Look Mm -hmm. at what we have. Enjoy this moment. Yeah. It's In in a way, as as I think about it, it's it's there's a lot of words about like what's to come and it seems like it's doom and gloom, but I, it, it, when you read it as a whole, you kind of wonder if the, the point is like, don't gripe about mm-hmm. what you have yeah. now and you know, how bad life is. This is good. And you don't, it, it, these things that are going to come, you already know mm-hmm. are going to come because you've seen it before and nothing's they always really, come. Yeah, they always come and nothing's changed. You know, that's nothing that, that yeah. nothing's changed. And that's, that's one of the second things that, I, that I think he's kind of saying is like, look, just cause, just cause, uh, because I'm doing this and you all are thinking I'm about to establish a kingdom right. and we're going to about to go into this great, you know, era of, of, 
you know, nothing bad bad is ever going to happen. That's not how this is going to play out. Like, don't think that because of what I'm talking about and what I'm doing mm-hmm. and what you're seeing that suddenly the world has shifted. You, yeah, is is no longer uh, uh, full of uh, uh, evil intent or you know the the the. Uh, bad intentions of man or the roman army suddenly going to march away right exactly like this is and 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 that part about don't worry about don't prepare your your uh uh, defense in advance i think is jesus saying like don't all the stuff that i'm talking about don't focus on that right that's not you know you can live in this moment and focus on the people that you are surrounded by and who you engage with and what you, you know, mm-hmm. what you're doing now. And it, it, like focus on the present because the more you focus on the bad things that will come uh, eventually, uh, inevitably, the more you the, miss out. Yeah. The less you, the less you lose and the, the, the less you're um, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. The, the less you're worshiping God, the less you're, you're taking care of your fellow man. Well, and to reinforce completely what you're saying, you know, this, this occurs in all three synoptic Gospels, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so clearly early Christianity preserved these words because they saw them as crucial to what their lives were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't trying to say, oh, you know, well, gee, when there's a Soviet Union and people are afraid of the world ending because of weaponry, what will they need? Oh, they'll need this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How Lindsay, please write about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's instead, th- this is immediately before the week when Jesus experiences this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so part of what Jesus is saying, look, you're going to, you're going to see me be brought before the authorities. You're going to see me betrayed by my brother, Judas. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see all these terrible things and you're going to be impressed with how I handle it. It's not because I did a lot of prep here. Yeah. You, you don't have to prepare yourself to be able to do exactly what I did in order to be resurrected. Or, 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 an alternate uh, 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 reading on this. Maybe this is one of those instances. Uh, Jesus' experience is one of those instances where the person who's speaking suddenly is talking to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yeah. But before all this occurs, they're going to arrest you. They're going to persecute you. You're going to be brought before a king. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Don't prepare your you know your yeah, defense in advance. Mm-hmm. God will give you words. It'll be okay. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So it kind of makes me wonder if someone is like, Jesus, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? What? Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. Back to what's for dinner. You'll be betrayed, even by brothers, you know, relatives and friends. Yeah. Even a friend is going to betray you. That's all right, though. We're not mad. <laughs> We're not mad. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, that, and now obviously that's entertaining to me. Um, <laughs> but th- deeply truthful. Yeah, there, could be. Could distinct be. possibility. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, this is, it, it, it does strike me that this reading in particular is, is one that we're off, uh, to misinterpret, uh, hugely for ourselves. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. I'm thinking of your interpretation that, 
that's fascinating in the but not a hair of your head will perish mm -hmm. when lots of hairs perished in persecutions. Yeah. Because uh, they were burned um, and other nasty things. But the resurrected form that Jesus had, he still had his wounds. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he was reanimated. Yeah. And so it didn't perish. Yeah, it didn't hair... come back bald or nothing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, actually about, I did want to actually ask about that. I want to keep double checking, make sure I'm looking at it. Uh, where was that the hair on, hair on your head? Oh, um, verse eight, 18. Oh, oh, I had so to keep going out. Yeah. Uh, verse 18. Um, by, uh, I'm curious as to what word is actually there in oh. verse 19. Uh, about uh, you will gain your souls because uh, mm -hmm. we Good often point. have uh, this uh, um, specifically in areas like this when we're talking about heaven or hell souls or how you know how you're ah. how you're uh... you're gonna love this okay yeah yeah breath okay okay the breath spirit gotcha that that it's the Greek version of that ancient Hebrew <clears throat> word mm -hmm. that's that beautiful pun of God's spirit of uh, the breath of life mm -hmm. and nature wind being all the same word. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cause it, so we, it's a holy moment. We have, we have a lot of more modern ideas about yeah. souls and, 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 and that kind of a thing. Um, so it's, I always like to point yeah. out those differences. There's a, a theo, theologian named John McQuarrie who um, struggling with, with language mm -hmm. uh, would translate this as isness. Hmm. I like I like yeah. that actually. <laughs> yeah, um, that yeah, you will gain your isness, your being hmm. in God. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else uh, uh, about this? Um, um, I definitely gave a couple of di different interpretations. No, no, boy, those were great. Um, well, p part of it is okay. Part of it to keep in mind is that what Jesus is talking about occurred before. Yeah. What Jesus was talking about occurred before this gospel would have been written down. Mm -hmm. The the actual destruction of the temple by the Romans did take place. Um, now I'm blanking on the date in the six in sixties AD. Mm -hmm. um, I believe anyway, very close to the time of Jesus' death and resurrection. So, part of what people would still be debating is what was the meaning of this? Right. <clears throat> um, and so that, that's one of the theories, one of the theories of why all three gospels have it almost word for word identical. It's interesting to look at the differences when you have a moment to do that. Right. Um, is <clears throat> that it shows the early Christian community was definitely struggling with this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of what, like what you were saying, they thought they were going to get to move in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That this was going to be the establishment of something wholly new and yeah. the, the, the world would be forever changed and all for the better. And, and, uh, and, uh, you know, it would just be paradise. Yeah. Yeah. And when it, Earthly paradise. when it wasn't it's like, yeah, 
I had the wallpaper right. picked out, and that thing yeah. got pushed over by the Romans. In, in a way, it's not it, it's not uh, as delusional as this, but like it, in a way, it's it's like the the you know the the people following a cult talking about like oh the end you know yeah. the end of the earth is going to be December thirteenth you know nineteen eighty five, and then when the day comes and passes. What do you do? Yeah, <laughs> like how do you reconcile exactly. that? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so there were plenty of people who were like, I, yeah. I mean, I remember when Jesus died, uh, but then he was resurrected, and then, then, but then, like, the Romans were still here, and we still being mean. Yeah, and then we, and, and then he left, and then, <laughs> and then, and then we read it's been it's been forty years, and then and then the you know the temple got destroyed last mm-hmm. week, and what. In the, What's going on? Exactly. Like, yeah. We, we were supposed to, you know, we were supposed to have this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is uh, this is definitely uh, uh, one of the instances where Jesus is like, yeah, you're not getting the thing. Right. <laughs> the thing you want is not the thing that's going to happen. It's not like, just stop yet, it. Yet again. <laughs> stop wanting the thing. You're mm-hmm. going to get a different thing. <laughs> and the... Th- like a disappointed kid on Christmas. Yeah. Like, I didn't want that thing. I wanted my okay. thing. <laughs> okay. Great example. Probably will be in this week's sermon. Okay. But um, our one of our grandsons wanted a rocket for Christmas. Uh-huh. So he ended up getting, being gifted. I think it was a Lego rocket or something. You know, it was, gotcha. And he like opened it and shoulders slumped. And move on to the next gift. And that's what he really wanted. And it really took hours for him to say, I'll never fit in there. I'll never get to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, that's where the disciples were, as Jesus was saying. Yeah, this is their Lego rocket. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a cool rocket. Yeah. (laughs) It's the right shape. You just gotta. It's got lots of parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, with that, uh, a, a reminder not to be disappointed with your with, with your Lego rocket uh, it, or my sermon it, or 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 Bruce's sermon. <laughs> but if you feel disappointed, feel free to let him know face to face. I do want to get better at it. <laughs> well, with that, I think we'll call to a close this your podcast. For November 13th, 2022, the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost in year C, uh, we, we've got we've got one more week in yep. year C, and then we're done with year C. It's amazing. Um, it is. It is. We'll be in, uh, uh, we should invent well, a new one. Well, technically, we do have a couple D. weeks because we have like Christ the King and stuff. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. We, uh, yeah, we've got Christ it, the King, and then, no, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and that's it. So, yeah, we got one more week after this. It's scary how fast this yeah. year has gone. Yeah, we'll create a year D so we can throw some. <laughs> throw some now it'll be back to A, back to A. Yeah. So uh, we'll just put this thing on a loop and uh, recycle three years ago uh, discussions. But uh, but uh, but we're smarter now. Yeah, I mean, one would think, but. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't go back and listen to three years ago. <laughs> yeah. I might have retrograded. Uh, um, 
But uh, but yeah, for, for November 13th, we invite you to join us, uh, however it works for you and your schedule. Uh, on Sunday morning, 8 and 10 o'clock, uh, services are in person uh, uh, here at the church with a 9 o'clock uh, educational hour for all ages. Uh, 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live on our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to us uh, with any questions uh, uh, or concerns or statements at uh, shortcut at hfec.org. And uh, until next week, I'm Ben. And I'll recommend watching the November 6th service for a cute baby. Yes. And I'm Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.